It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, welcome to the show. Great to have you out there listening. Um, I'm Chloe and I'm the host of the podcast. And today we've got something a little bit different. We've got uh, a chap on who is going to be talking us through how he started his business, how he knuckled down with one marketing method initially uh, and really grew that through the first year to then take that to the next level and start capitalizing on some repeat sales with a slightly different business model to many of us. And then used all that he'd learned in the first kind of 18 months to then double that down into a outsourcing structure and a team growth structure that meant that within the first three years, he hit sales of $3 million a year and then managed to sell it uh, as well. And we'll also find out what he's doing now because he might he's using all those skills he learned to help other e-commerce businesses. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's quite the roller coaster ride. Well, I'm not sure which fairground ride best describes our 2020 e-commerce master plan growth series sponsored by Omnisend. Answers on a postcard, please. But it is what you're listening to right now. This is the sixth episode in the series, which runs from episode 249 to 257 if you want to catch them all. And I highly recommend you do. Each episode gives you a different angle on how to make your business more successful in 2020. So please do check in and listen to them all and let me know what you think, which ones you find useful, which ones maybe aren't quite so relevant for you. It's always useful to have your feedback because it helps me make this show ever more useful to you because you are what it's all about. Now, we should really think about getting into the interview. uh, But before we do, here's a couple of messages from our sponsors. Are you looking to increase your sales without a lot of extra work? Omnisend's email and SMS marketing automation platform is tailor-made for e-commerce businesses like you. It's got everything you need to start making more sales immediately, including one-click integrations with the major e-commerce platforms and super easy migration from your existing email marketing platform. They even have award-winning all-human 24-7 customer support who will help you out in under six minutes. No more trying to get past the chatbot. Omnisend is trusted by over 70,000 e-commerce brands and me. Yes, we run our email marketing on the Omnisend platform. Ready to join us? Well, sign up for a free account at ecmp.info forward slash Omnisend and use the code masterplan2022 to save 15% on paid plans when you need them. This is probably my favourite Amazon review so far for my new book, E-commerce marketing, how to get traffic that buys to your website. I finally decided to take the Friday off and read a book, this book. I have now read it once and will use it many times in the following weeks. A great reference and I'm full of ideas. Can't wait to get back to work next week. Thank you, Mr. K. Heller. If you want to do the same as Mr. K. Heller, you can grab the Kindle or paperback on your local Amazon store now. Or if you're not quite ready to commit to buying the book, head to ecommercemarketingbook.com to get the free crash course, including the first two chapters. And now to introduce today's special guest, Ashish Malhotra joins us to talk about how he took the online jewellery website novadab.com from launching in his spare bedroom 
to annual sales of $3 million in just three years. And then he successfully sold it in a multi-million dollar exit. It's going to be quite the story. Hello, Ashish. Hey, Chloe. How are you doing? That was a great introduction. I appreciate that. And I'm glad to be here sharing my story and hopefully uh, people can learn what to do and also what not to do, maybe. <laughs> Isn't it always the case? So um, before we, we get into the Novadab story, tell us how you yourself got started in e-commerce, please. Well, it was the summer of 2014 when I transitioned from my corporate job working at AT&T here in Austin, Texas, to wanting to start a business and stumble into e-commerce. That was the most courageous decision of my lifetime, uh, moving away from comfortable, high-paying job into the unknown territory. But I always had this will to be an entrepreneur, so I was definitely a one-entrepreneur. Uh, I always admired entrepreneurs, wasn't loving my nine-to-five grinding job, working for a boss. Started hitting the red tape, working in a big corporation at AT&T. So I wanted to unleash the creative side and start something uh, where I'm not just a piece in the puzzle. I wanted to see or solve the whole puzzle. And always had the huge risk appetite, always willing to put everything on the line if I believe in something. So that's where I was and did explore and do other things like staffing and stocks and stuff. And I would buy a lot of things from this Chinese website, Alibaba, AliExpress. And there were a few others too, like sunglasses and water bottles and cool gadgets. And started seeing this massive gap in pricing in, in, from in China and how much the things sell in stores, malls, and you know, even online US-based stores. So thought of being able to take advantage of that through e-commerce. Got into e-commerce and chose jewelry because of margins. Of course, you can you know, price things uh, and have really good margins. It's a huge market, large variety. You can build a large collection and there's just hundreds of thousands of products to choose from. And of course, the shelf life, it's not like, you know, electronics or many other things where you have to deal with battery or outdated versions. So that's how I got started in building an online jewelry e-commerce store. Nice. And did, were you doing all that research and that learning before you left AT&T or was it kind of right, I'm going to just get rid of the job and then start finding something to do? Or was there a bit of an overlap? Well, there, the overlap wasn't much, maybe just few weeks of it. So I definitely wasn't at to a point, oh, I got this or anything like that. It was a uh, scary, unknown territory. So maybe, as I said, you know, just a little bit of research where uh, like, yeah, maybe, yeah, this makes sense. Not like an aha moment or I got this though. Okay. Um, once you'd, let's go from, so you, you worked out it was going to be e-commerce was going to be your next thing. You worked out that jewelry was the space you wanted to be in. Mm -hmm. Once you had that website up and running, you know, kind of day one, how did you go about growing it? So started sourcing products from Alibaba, found the, the suppliers, built a website on big commerce, um, Learned about the logistics, the shipping, different carriers, the rates, how to sh how to ship things. Almost learned everything the hard way or through trial and error, doing things in many different ways. Like for example, if I give you the shipping, initially uh, 
printing labels through A4 one at a time and like, or I guess even before that, going through the post office and then like giving them the address and processing orders. So it took like whole day to process 12 orders when we got it the first time. And then to a point where we have laser printers and able to like use sophisticated softwares to ship orders. So bootstrapping, no investors or finance, built everything from scratch from the website, as I said, sourcing products, uh, about $12,000 in first investment. And initially we were targeting deal sites. There was deal fine, there was this NCrowd, Mobs, Stub, Deal Chicken, and there are a few of them. So started focusing on, on finding the deal sites and contacting them and trying to get there. Because I knew, of course, there would be nobody who would be coming to our website. Or So started getting good amount of orders. And that was the focus early on for the first year, at least. Uh, so for the whole of that first year, it was all about deal sites yes. to get product. Yes. The focus was on deal sites. But we would, close to the end of the first year, we were to a point where we were getting a lot of traffic on our website because of the deal sites and the touch points we had with the traffic and the customers. Like Some of the deal sites would work in a way that they would just give us a spreadsheet without the email or contact information. So we would only process orders. And in the order confirmation, we would have this uh, you know, slip with the coupon code. And some of them, the deal site worked in a way that they would just give a coupon, which they can redeem on Novadab website, which our website. So, uh, so you got the customer and all the data for those ones as well? Then. Yes. And then we would upsell them and then uh, capture the email if they would sign up on the pop-up and and then do the email promotion and give them coupon codes and uh, discounts to that. So that started getting revenue directly through the email list that we focused on building. Did go through the phases of challenges, like for example, this, web, uh, this company, NCrowd, who owed us $30,000 filed for bankruptcy, and we ended up getting only like three or $4,000 out of that. Um, so there were phases of uncertainty and cash flow issues, but overall we were getting good amount of orders through deal sites. And by the end of first year, I moved from the guest bedroom uh, in my apartment to a bigger home, four bedroom home. And I was still using the master bedroom and another room for the inventory. And there were two part-time employees who would come help with the fulfillment. Austin is a college town. So I was able to find two students working part-time, uh, helping with the fulfillment and a little bit of uh, customer service. So we were oh, getting so you, about... So rather than, than go for office space, you moved house to get more space. Yes. Very cool. Very yeah. cool way of doing it. Yeah. And, um, and you mentioned Austin there. So at this point, so the, so the business has always been based in Austin, Texas. Were you always just selling to the U, to the US or did you go overseas? Oh, actually, yeah. We, the first deal site we got, deal find, was Canada-based. To a point that I uh, initially thought, oh, let's, let's move to Canada. Uh, and now it turns out to be this one of 30 plus channel. So I'm glad that I didn't move to Canada for that. It was, it would have been <laughs> short-sighted. Uh, but after that, most of the deal sites were, were US. So if I look at the overall orders, 
percent orders were from US and five percent from Canada. And and actually for a while, this company actually Encrowd, which filed for bankruptcy, we did even sell in UK for about three months. But there we it was expensive to ship, so uh, yeah, we were okay to do that because this company wanted to, and you know we uh, the price was very high, but it still sold some. And then other than that, we weren't weren't actively looking for shipping in UK or different countries. In future, we probably would, or companies would. So year one, you got the. You're running it out of one bedroom in your apartment. You're focusing on the deal sites in the US, building those email lists and starting to drive your own, your own sales without the deal sites involved. And then year two, you moved house to get more space and you hired a couple of people to do the pick and pack. What else happened in year two to help you you know, keep growing? So in year two, we were still, my focus was still, again, to keep searching for partners we could sell on and email Marketing, we started the email marketing. That was a big kind of breakthrough, not right away, but eventually over time because of the customers or the traffic coming to the website from, from deal sites. That was a very a good way to monetize that traffic. So the big breakthrough happened in second year when we got onto Zululi and even uh, bigger was Living Social and Groupon. So they were the big there are the very big deal sites here in the U.S. Uh, I'm sure most people have heard about Groupon. And the very first deal at Groupon, which was initially Living Social, now Groupon bought Living Social. Uh, a few months later, we got, got on there. So very first deal, we sold 10,000 units of the necklace that we listed. Wow. Things changed from there to a point where for next year, we were the problems were mostly related to order fulfillment and customer service. Um, it wasn't super profitable. We were still running into cash flow issues because we wouldn't know if this deal that is going live on Groupon would sell like 20 or 20,000. So you have to prepare at least like a very large amount of inventory. So if it doesn't sell, you are like stuck with a massive amount of inventory, which no other partner or deal side we were working with. We were working with a lot had the strength and the muscle power to move that much inventory. So we would kind of, you know, focus on drip by drip, keep selling it and add it on upsell and uh, uh, clearance sales for a long, long time. It does affect sales because you are focusing on things that kind of people are seeing multiple times. Uh, so that was one big issue that I realized slowly over time. But in terms of traffic and, and getting customers and orders, they were to a point where all we could handle. So the only thing that was mostly involved at that time for that phase from the second year was like putting off fires with, uh, if we are overselling and on, be on top of the suppliers to send the product as soon as possible, uh, managing customer service as best we could and uh, dealing with and hiring temporary people for the warehouse if there is a, you know, deal that has gone viral and things like that. So second year, we did grow exponentially because of uh, the partnerships with uh, the two big sites, Zululi and Groupon. And because of like not having the bandwidth to even, you know, fulfill more orders, we were not even looking for anything else uh, in that base. So year two, all about systems because you had those huge orders you had to had to deal with. So what happens in year year three then? So before the end of two years, like this is about October of 2016. 
So uh, in an attempt to kind of get my time back because of, of this, I was focusing a lot on customer service. We did create a little fresh disk uh, portal. So why did you outsource or hire customer service? Well, I was looking for that solution. So I decided to start a offshore outsource team in India. So I hired or created, started building a team of two customer support representative. And, uh, and now that I have the office space because of and the whole system, decided to also add a web developer because those are the two things I was focused on. And I was thinking that will give me more time and and revenue and profits are good, so I'll be able to enjoy more life. What made you want to to hire your own people rather than go to an existing agency out there? Because that, because you know, if you if you kind of like you got a whole lot on your plate, creating a whole other office on the other side of the world, that's quite a big call to make. Why did you want to do it that way? Well, the, because the barrier of entry was very low. There was already a project on the side that I was kind of financing or I was involved in. And that didn't uh, kind of work out too well or we were in a position that we had that office space for like a few months anyways. Uh, and of course, the, when you start comparing the cost that I would have to pay to hire somebody in Austin, Texas, and uh, the system, providing systems and, and the taxes and healthcare, it was much, much more cost effective to uh, have somebody uh, in India. And I had, because originally I'm from India, I moved here uh, when I was 21. So I have family, friends, and a lot of, you know, connections in India. So the barrier of entry was very low as compared to any, like in, a normal business owner would have in America. Uh, got you. So it, it seemed, it didn't seem that difficult to you because you're familiar with India and the country and how everything functions there. It was kind of a no brainer to do it yourself rather than use an agency. Absolutely. And that turned out to be a major catalyst for, for the, the next phase of growth. So mm -hmm. uh, the two customer support representative and web developer, and then uh, added a designer in the team, added digital marketing team, which started doing the Google AdWords, search engine optimization, and Facebook ads uh, to a point within the uh, before the end of next year, we were getting $25,000 in revenue per month from these three uh, channels, Facebook ads, Google AdWords, and organic uh, SEO. That's a, That would be a game changer in terms of you not having to be reliant on those deal sites anymore or to such a large extent and to be able to clear those overstocks when they came through. That's a huge leap from zero to 25000 a month in, in a couple of months. Well, it was six months, six plus months. Yeah, but but that's still a, an impressive performance. Absolutely, because there were like four four full time people working on uh, optimizing keywords, and I I've never got involved in in that side of things technically, so I wouldn't be able to go deeper into the technical terms. But I was just looking at the reports, how much we made this month. So that was pretty impressive, and even the email campaign, for example, initially I I started on my own. Very vanilla, plain email with just the coupon code. So it went from simple, not great looking email to animated emails with like shiny or blingy uh, products and looks great. Uh, and we started seeing a lot of more conversion on uh, on the email. And our list was 
big. And that's one of the really big assets that we, I had as a business, which I sold. We had an email list of 220,000 uh, people, which we send email campaigns. And it was a major uh, driver of revenue. So we're getting about thirty dollars to $40,000 a month in revenue just from email marketing. So uh, by far the, the top ROI on any of the things that we did, uh, mostly because of the way the things were structured, like say Groupon. And again, Groupon was, works in the same way. They just give you a coupon, which you have to redeem on Nova Lab. So, oh, and great thing is it's not just the traffic. Once you place an order, you just already build a trust and you get the product. So this is like definitely next level. And then you get the email. Uh, so the conversion open rate was uh, much higher than industry average of on the email list. Obviously, you started off on the deal sites and you mentioned discounts and offers and coupon codes quite a bit there. And looking at the Novadab.com website as it is today, it's quite clearly a very discounts driven site. Was that something you built into the strategy from early on that you'd take those great margins and pass quite a lot of it onto the customer in order to drive the sales? Yes. Anchoring was part of the strategy from the very beginning. And that's one of the big things that attracted me to sell jewelry because you can price or anchor and then provide discounts. This is sales psychology, like, you know, creating urgency and anchoring. So anchoring was definitely a very, very big part from the very beginning. And just for the for the audience who aren't familiar with anchoring, that means uh, the whole RRP or the price was this. That's the anchor point is the price it was. And then you set a discount to it. Yes, like $100 and cross and 70% discount. Uh, so instead of like just marking it for $30, you start with $100 and then it looks much more attractive. And you could do that as jewelry. So that's, again, as I said, you know, that was the major factor in choosing the product. And of course, that means you can offer these great discounts to the customer, but you're still making the margin you want on the product because you factored that whole discount into the whole pricing structure. Absolutely. Nice. So cool. once you had that that awesome digital marketing team going for it in, in India, taking over the email marketing from you and running those Google ads and Facebook ads and, and looking after the SEO, it sounds like like the company just flew from there. Yeah, it, as I said, it was a, definitely a major catalyst for growth with uh, even content writer who would write prior descriptions uh, to, like, I'll give you the customer service example. We went from me and the team, fulfillment team, responding to the email inquiries we were getting, and we were getting a lot of orders. We're talking about uh, 15,000 orders a month, uh, and probably not at the time when we transitioned into India team, it was still more than 5,000 orders a month. So there were a lot of customer inquiries. So it went from responding to emails within three days to live chat, putting the number on the website and the product page, uh, a self-help center, a service level agreement of that we would respond to all inquiries within like four hours. And initially I thought that all the customers were calling to complain, where is my order? And we were, we were trying to kind of avoid that. But we transitioned and built a really uh, comprehensive customer service team. We realized very first month we got $4,200 in, in orders just from the people who, weren't, who like have, were having trouble placing orders online. 
Uh, and on top of that, the reviews started getting better and, and the long-term effect was just amazing. So it more than enough paid for the, the customer service team that I built. And I got so much more time to be able to focus on big things like uh, then focusing on building on digital marketing team and eventually even preparing the business for sale. I would have never been able to even think about it if I was still involved in doing uh, all the things, including customer service and putting off fire. So Ashish, what, what led you to, because you built this very successful business, you freed up all your own time. What, what was the reason you decided to sell it? What was the catalyst for that? So yeah, end of third year, I was there, same place again that I wasn't feeling it. Um, and was feeling burnt out mostly. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't very stimulating because uh, as I said, India team was handling the stuff that I was doing and uh, order fulfillment team was able to take care of the fulfillment part. So the burnout wasn't feeling kind of too fulfilled. And seeing the opportunity that I have created a system and you know a process, this is not just me running the business, that it can be sold who can you know take this business and structure to the next level and you know i can find something more fulfilling and and after a little break so i was to that point and and when i realized the value that it has now i was like sure i guess let's do that and what what method did you take to sell did you go through a broker did you you know look around or you know what, what was your sale process yes i did have a broker uh, it was quite light brokerage. Uh, shout out to them. Great company. Anybody looking to sell, reach out to them. Uh, but they do like work with million dollar plus businesses. So if you are in that range, definitely that's uh, the broker you need to contact. So yeah, we started working on financials, cleaning the financials, getting the business for SBA, small business administration uh, loan. Uh, pre-qualify, creating the standard operating procedures, training the team that way that they have all the knowledge, wasn't keeping anything close to my chest, Uh, prepared for potential buyers due diligence so that they can look into financials and suppliers and uh, different marketing things that we do like email, Uh, prepare for the transitions of the connections through deal side because again the preferred partnerships we had with Groupon with Groupon we have sold more than 400,000 orders in just two almost two and a half years now so the the partnership we had was it's 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 not just a, I'm using this word figuratively it's a preferred partnership uh, so wanted to make sure that it transitions smoothly to the new buyer so worked on that a little bit and everything it took a little bit of time, but I was at it, you know, fighting the same dragon every day for six months. It was a not an overnight process. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Are you looking to increase your sales without a lot of extra work? 
Omnisend's email and SMS marketing automation platform is tailor-made for e-commerce businesses like you. It's got everything you need to start making more sales immediately, including one-click integrations with the major e-commerce platforms and super easy migration from your existing email marketing platform. They even have award-winning all-human 24-7 customer support who will help you out in under six minutes. No more trying to get past the chatbot. Omnisend is trusted by over 70,000 e-commerce brands and me. Yes, we run our email marketing on the Omnisend platform. Ready to join us? Well, sign up for a free account at ecmp.info forward slash Omnisend and use the code masterplan2022 to save 15% on paid plans when you need them. Get started. In the last ad break, you heard a review from a retailer just like you of my new book, E-commerce Marketing, How to Get Traffic That Buys to Your Website. It's a Kindle bestseller in the UK, USA and Australia. And as past podcast guest Chantal put it, if you run an e-commerce business, buy this book. The Kindle and paperback are available from your local Amazon store, plus it's now available everywhere on audiobook too. Just search e-commerce marketing on your favourite audiobook app and click on the white cover with the blue and pink text. It's time for the top tips round. Now, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. Ashish, are you ready? Yes. Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agrees to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Well, first of all, I would definitely recommend uh, reading as in general. And if I have to recommend one book uh, that helped me a lot of many is Getting Things Done by David Allen. In this book, uh, it's about out of stress-free productivity. In this book, the author uh, talks about the mindset we have in crisis, how we focus on one thing which is creating the crisis at that time and how the the whole world disappears when we are focused and not worried about the time and the productivity flow. So using that crisis mindset in everyday life that's what it's about. It's very powerful. It, it shows the concept that if, if you have so things in your mind, you can be creative, you'll be stressed out, you'll burn out. So if you have something in your mind uh, because you have some more thinking to do or you have to make some decisions about it, it shows you how to like do specific things like breaking the, pro- the task or the project down into simple things, adding more context adding the due dates and parking them in a trusted systematic process that will be triggered at the right time. Uh, And so that you are just flowing like water, you have the bandwidth for for creativity. Uh, So definitely recommend this book for for entrepreneurs who deal with a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving parts, so they can still don't have to keep everything in their head. And this concept, uh, definitely enhance my productivity and more importantly, reduce the stress. Uh, so I definitely recommend this book, Getting Things Done by David Allen. 
Excellent recommendation. Okay, the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Well, well, times are change, changing. So uh, it's. I would say instead of chasing that everybody, what everybody's doing, you have to find like a unique way to uh, get your story out. Everybody has a story. Uh, even the sh- most shy person can have the biggest dream and the most amazing stories. So you have to be be willing to be out there. So maybe like press getting some attention in, in some viral way. Uh, these days is the best traffic tip that I could uh, give. And, into, and a lot of business owners chasing Facebook ad, ads and like the paid things. I strongly suggest if you are not super cash flow positive that working in a pay for results basis mindset instead of just paying and then be just happy with getting your name out there. So focus on the results and be, be, be willing to be out there, try to get some attention and press and, uh, you know, be out there. Cool. Okay. The tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Well, I would recommend this app Blinkist, which summarizes the books. It has library of thousands. So again, this is part of your personal growth. So uh, no, no, very few people have time to like read entire books and there's so many good ones out there. So I strongly recommend this app Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Okay, the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? Well, my tip for them would be that in order to grow your business, you have to grow yourself. So you be, you should be willing to invest in yourself, uh, learn the skills needed, work on your communication, networking. I mean, you have to meet people to facilitate any business opportunity, partnerships, consulting or employees. So networking, learning on the skill and improving with networking learning the finances, be uh, able able to like look at the reports and make wise decisions, uh, working on your time management skills, and also working on your mindset. It's even more, you know, strategizing and, and problem solving mindset where you're able to de- decompose problems and find creative solutions, uh, working on your efficiency. And again, efficiency is a mindset thing where you work from, like say, for example, 80-20 framework uh, where you're prioritizing the task, which is more important, and work on that in the early morning, or prioritizing the products which are selling uh, best and highlight and invest on those. So, eighty twenty is a framework that uh, all business owners should think from because you don't have resources to take care of everything uh, and can't use brute force into everything. So, the goal is to maximize resources, and the most uh, important thing is res- resilience. And you should be able to handle uh, rejections, uh, work in stressful environment, um, deal with burnout, uh, lack of focus, because again, as I said, there are a lot of moving parts. Uh, so you have to deal with a lot of things at the same time. So it could result in lack of focus and you have to like learn to deal with that, learn to deal with slow progress and, and the willingness to 
and the determination to keep fighting the same dragon every morning for for a while until you you know are able to get to the next stage so sometimes it can feel boring and things are not moving and you having the mindset to deal with that so your business is extension of yourself you grow yourself first and then only then you can grow your business or it's the same thing in a way so the biggest tip is focus on growing yourself Nice. Now, actually, since you sold Novadab, I know that you've been growing yourself and growing a completely different business, one which I think the listeners would like to know about. So tell us about your new uh, endeavor. So, uh, yeah, uh, the coolest thing about selling the business that we're talking about, it's pretty cool to be able to sell the business, but that's not the coolest. The coolest is, now listen to this carefully, so the team that I built, there were about 14, oh, 12 at that time. So I was concerned while selling the business about the future of that team. So I was negotiating with the buyer to keep the team as a service, which I would provide through a different business. And um, it wasn't a hard sell because he realized that it, this team is critical. So I, in fact, it was other way around. He was very nervous to make sure that he would still get the services of the team. So I started this business support tab and the the business that I had or started Novadab is my client. Uh, now I have other clients too. So I've built this company support tab, which is a outsourcing company on steroids in the way I say it, which helps small businesses grow. And outsourcing is rapidly growing, which is uh, making things efficient. Uh, with technology, it's making it easier, maximizing productivity and cutting costs. Uh, and we at Support Tab provide a lot of uh, different services, which includes like sales, customer service, website, bookkeeping, a virtual assistant. And on top of all, like I love talking to business owners uh, and so the consultation and coaching and my experience and connections uh, and, and sourcing connections. So that's all part of it. So now this, this is what I wanted to do. Now I feel like more fulfilling working with business owners and help them grow. And if someone wants to get in contact with you about Support Tab, where can they find you? And where's the website? And in fact, we created a page just for your listeners. So supporttab.com slash e-commerce master plan. So fill out a form. I would personally uh, talk to you. And if you need any help in sales, uh, we have connections like deal sites and partners. We can definitely help with that. If you need help with your customer service, we can definitely help with that. Uh, if you need or if you're overspending in bookkeeping or, or not doing it yourself, definitely contact us. We would like to help. Uh, and if you're doing everything good too like i would still love to connect and create a mastermind group so i highly invite e-commerce business owners to to reach out uh, where if i could help in just as a consultation or or to the great team that i'm building in india and as i said outsourcing is very powerful it's getting uh, critical for small businesses it was mostly for big businesses now with the support tab the goal is to provide those services and uh, and ability for small businesses to leverage. So you have to be a business owner, not an operator. 
uh, as I gave you my story, I would have never been able to even see the big picture if I was still involved in rubbing the decks. You know, I, I was supposed to be like running the ship, looking at the maps and, and the compass, and I was kind of doing everything. Awesome. Thank you, Ashish. And uh, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It was fascinating to hear your quite different uh, journey through building and selling Novadab. So thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. What a fascinating story, creating, go, I guess, going from corporate life to creating a brand new jewelry e-commerce business building it by focusing on basically one marketing method, which is to get onto those uh, coupon sites, working that for a whole 12 months before getting onto the really big guys, the Groupons of this world. Then spending year two dealing with the chaos that that created in the back end, the stock supply, the pickpacker dispatch, the customer service side of things. Having that light bulb moment during the during the year of actually we need we need more assistance here this isn't working and going and building an agency which then enabled the business to grow and take more control of its future by adding the more i guess normal in inverted commas marketing methods for an e-commerce business whilst continuing to keep the deal sites happy and then that creating enough space in the owner's head to go actually i've learned the e-commerce bit now what i want to do is I want to sell this business and use that to create what I really want to do, which is to help other people avoid going through the chaos I've been through over the last few years. A fascinating story. So I thank Ashish for that. I hope you've enjoyed this interview from our 2020 e-commerce master plan growth series sponsored by Omnisend. We've got another eight episodes in the series for you, so do make sure you check them out. That's episodes 249 to 257. You can find the whole series and notes from this episode, including the top tips, links and more at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. We get a lot of people finding the podcast for the first time during our growth series each January. So this year, if that's you, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button and also let me know what you think of the show by adding a review. You can do that in Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your podcast player of choice. Have a great week and keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.